Both the men's and women's IU basketball teams are entering seasons with big expectations. They kind of unofficially opened those seasons on Thursday with their media days and gave us lots of interesting quotes to discuss. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Friday, September 23rd. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jake Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Men's and women's basketball teams had their joint media day for the school on Thursday. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're diving straight into it. Uh, No prolonged opens here. Mike Woodson opened the day. One of the obvious first questions was going to be about Xavier Johnson and the uh, arrest he had over the summer. He was ultimately not suspended. uh, But just on the incident as a whole, Woodson said, quote, he's gotten through that process. X has grown a lot based on the things that he's done this summer. He's put himself in a wonderful position with me being the coach that I like everything about what X is doing now because he's doing the right things on and off the court. Also joked, he doesn't have a vehicle anymore. I took that away from him. Xavier Johnson later confirmed his car is in Virginia, his home. So, funny. (laughs) I guess we don't have to worry about that Uh, specific type of incident moving forward, but uh, positive signs there. Also talked about Xavier's summer. A quote, watching him go through his summer work because he did taste some success. It's the first time he experienced being in the big dance. He really, I mean, he just came in with a totally different attitude, which was kind of nice to see. It means to me he's growing up. It has, uh, it has displayed nicely on the basketball court because out of all the summer play that I've watched and been a part of this summer, he's probably been the brightest of them all. We saw how important, how pivotal uh, it was for the Hoosiers to have good Xavier Johnson last season, it really changed what the team looked like when he was able to play well. Based on those quotes, if he's coming in playing really well, that alone bodes good things for the Hoosiers. On Trace Jackson Davis, quote, I think this summer the work he's put in, he's shown that he can make a three po- That shot is what he said. He was talking about his three-point shot. And he's made them in our little pickup games and things of that nature. He just He's just got to carry it over to the real game when it counts. Uh, he said, you talk about legacy. Legacy is putting another Big Ten title uh, here. Legacy is putting another national title. That's what it's all about. I think that's what he's thinking about more than anything. We'll talk about Trace's comments here in a moment, but he kind of echoed that. So... Uh, positive things coming from his three-point shot and just talking on legacy. Uh, it's a, it's about team success now that's going to leave his uh, mark on this program. Uh, my, or Coach Woodson on the expectations. I can't say this loud enough. I came back here to win the Big Ten and, and national titles. If that quote does not get you excited, I don't know what will. He said, talking about the non-conference schedule and what his expectations are, simple. To win. Uh, So excited to see that. On the pro day, the Hoosiers are going to have, he said, well, I think when you've got high expectations, you've got a few players that might have a crack at playing at the next level, 
It's okay to invite the NBA world into your life. I'm not afraid of that. I don't think it put any added pressure on our players. So very open to having scouts come in, NBA executives come in and take a look at this team and see what uh, they have to offer at the next level. Race Thompson uh, talked about the expectations of this team, said, I think the sky is the limit for this team. He talked about his three-point shooting. He shot a lot more threes than Trace did last season. Uh, quote, it's like an everyday thing for me. I get shots up day in, day out, seven days a week. Definitely coaches want me shooting them. Even my teammates push me to shoot them. They say I don't shoot them enough. So sounds like every every Hoosier on the floor is going to be told to shoot three-pointers this season. It was such a Achilles heel in so many ways for Indiana last season, both in terms of not having players capable uh, and the ones that could shoot threes weren't making them. So uh, it seems like the volume is going to be there this season. The efficiency we'll find out. Lastly, Trace Jackson Davis talked about his summer workouts. Quote, all I was doing was shooting. That was the biggest thing my agents wanted me to do. There was some video that came out during the pre-draft process showing him shooting while working out in L.A. So I uh, can back that up. But uh, definitely a, a recurring theme between Trace, uh, Race. Mike Woodson talked a little bit about the shooting as well. To the point, Trace said, uh, obviously last year, I think I had the green light when it came to shooting threes, but my presence was needed. Said he's going. He, he gave an interesting quote. I don't know how much to read into it, but he said he was going to play a lot more four this year uh, and then mentioned Logan Duncombe as a reason why. That is not something I remotely expected, and I am very much taking this with a grain of salt. Uh, because Logan Duncombe was a complete and utter non-factor last season. Even when Indiana had like six bodies against Northwestern, he was not a factor. I don't think he was suspended that game, uh, which kind of showed you how much they weren't interested in playing him. That It also would have burned a red shirt. I, I'm not certain that he took one, but regardless, non-factor last year. This team is a lot better with a lot more expectations. If Logan Duncombe's going to play, that is very interesting. But I'm taking that with a grain of salt for right now. Lastly, he talked about his legacy. He says that his individual legacy is kind of capped right now. That there's not a whole lot he can do individually to, to really raise that. Uh, quote, winning a national championship and also winning a Big Ten title are my two main goals here. Exciting to, to hear. Exciting to think about uh, this media day from the men's team only added to my excitement to watching them because there is as much expectation as there's been on the men's team in a long time since Yogi Ferrell's senior year, probably. It's been a long time since we've been this excited about a men's team. So uh, I'm ready. I'm counting down. Uh, it, it's, it, it's closing in rapidly, the start of the season. So I'm excited for it. I know you guys are excited for it. Today was kind of the unofficial kickoff. Women's side as well. Terry Morin, Sydney Parrish, uh, Chloe Moore McNeil all talked. Um, we'll dive into what they had to say and some things that they were talking about as well. Before we do that, though, let's talk about today's sponsor, uh, Underdog, a sponsor we don't talk about a ton, but this episode is brought to you by Underdog, the easiest place to spice up co the college football season. It is a simple app or website. I have it pulled up on my phone right now. Uh, it is 
When it comes to IU football, you just search the Pick'em section. You can type in Indiana, and it's going to come up with the four options for this game against Cincinnati. Connor Bazak, higher or lower than 228.5 passing yards. I'm feeling optimistic. Uh, I will take. I would take the higher on Connor Bazak there. Sean Shivers, higher or lower than 61.5 rush yards. Not optimistic there. I would take the lower on that one. Cam Camper, 66 and a half receiving yards. He's been really good. And so I would take higher there as well as DJ Matthews, higher or lower than 43 and a half receiving yards. Would probably take higher there. If you're going to take Bazelak over 228 and a half yards, it'd be hard not to take higher uh, on both Camper and DJ Matthews because if he's throwing for that many yards, those two have been his primary target. So that's kind of tied into that one. If you don't, if you think it's going to be a long day and lower than that, it, it would be a hard argument to say either one of those guys are going to have more than uh, sixty six or sixty five point five and forty three and a half. So I would take over on Bazelak, under on Shivers, over on Camper, over on Matthews. I did. I wasn't very good last time I did this. Uh, we'll see how good I am this time. You guys can stack all these uh, up to five of them. There's only four for the Hoosiers this week. You can stack five of them, uh, and I'm trying to stack them now. That's what I'm looking at, and uh, seeing how um, how that plays out. You have to pick players from two teams. So if there's another game you're watching this week, whether it's uh, Ohio State and Wisconsin, whether it's uh, Minnesota or Michigan, uh, I'm actually going to go look at Washington and see what Michael Penix is. Uh, they don't actually have anything for Michael Penix up. So we'll take a look at one other thing and uh, place that in. But uh, you get, you pick up to five has to be from two different schools and you can win up to 10 times. I believe if you nail all five, if you pick five and nail five, it's, it's up to 10 times uh, what you put in. So it's a, it's a fun app. It's an easy app to use. Go download it today. Sign up with the promo code LOCKED ON, all one word, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Uh, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCKED ON, one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Let's talk about the women's basketball team. Head coach Terry Morin kicked things off. One of the biggest differences it's going to be about, or kind of the makeup about this team versus last year, is there's going to be some depth. And she was asked about that pretty early on. Uh, I'm using her bench more. She said, I sure hope so. You'll probably see us use our depth more than we did last year, and we're excited about that. That was a blessing and a curse last season. They had six, maybe seven really good players and really nothing after that. So McKenzie Holmes going down, they had the players to absorb that in the top seven and not a ton after that. Uh, I think it did wear them down a bit later in the season. It didn't show a ton. Uh, it showed more in the end of the regular season than it did uh, the postseason because they got some breaks there, but uh, it did wear them down the end of the regular season. Having that depth there this season hopefully means, knock on wood, if there is an injury, you're you're able to absorb it with more bodies. It's less demanding on each player. 
Uh, but just in general, you're not going to have to play the minutes that they did last season. So uh, it's going to be exciting. Indiana has a deep team. It's not even more depth than last season because if you're able to bring three people off the bench, it's a it's a better, it's more depth than last season. This is just a deep team in general. There's a lot of players that are going to play off the bench that are going to give Indiana different looks. So uh, it is exciting to see that. Talked about Grace Berger. Uh, there was a funny story she told. Grace Berger, I'm sure as you guys have followed this, the, the team, is a very soft-spoken type of person and didn't really make a, a big deal about her returning. And the way head coach Terry Moran found out was not even through Grace herself. Uh, she said Grace Berger told SID Megan Cramper she was returning before she told Morin because Berger showed up for something Cramper needed returning players to do. And when she, and when Coach Morin asked if that meant Berger was returning for this year, Berger replied kind of matter-of-factly, oh, yeah. So that, that is an incredible story about how IU's best player, uh, between her and McKenzie Holmes, I guess, one of IU's best players just said that she was coming back without making any kind of announcement. Just imagine if Trace did it like that, just kind of showed up to something, didn't make an announcement and just, yeah, I'm coming back. That That is terrific. Really on brand. That's exactly how I would imagine Grace Berger would do things. Um, Grace has some high expectations for this program. Uh, Coach Morin, quote, if you ask Grace, we haven't done much. Uh, she says Grace has her sights set on winning a championship. Uh, and kind of consistently reminds Morin about the team goals. Like this, this is a her last year. This is uh, a team that is going to be really good. And if they play their cards right and they kind of develop right, I don't think a championship is out of the realm of possibility. It's it's going to take a hell of a run. Uh, but that is that's a that's the type of goal this team should be setting under Grace and McKenzie Holmes. So. Uh, I don't blame her for having those high goals. Sydney Parrish spoke uh, kind of publicly, I guess, for the first time. She's done some interviews and some stories uh, since returning home. Uh, the former top five-star recruit uh, from, I believe, Hamilton Southeastern uh, went to Oregon and uh, played a couple seasons there, entered the transfer portal, and... Um, came back to Bloomington. She talked about kind of the, the difference uh, between when she went to Oregon, like what made her come back. Uh, she cited the winning culture that Indiana has. That that matters. Two years ago, Indiana had made a Sweet 16, had made an Elite Eight. They had a, a really good team on deck, but that team hadn't done anything yet. Fast forward two years, back-to-back -back Sweet 16s, have a couple All-Americans returning, Suddenly, you're a very appealing program. So maybe that means more players, more high-ranked players coming in. We saw this summer Terry Moran got a lot of really good players uh, via transfer, uh, even got some some strong recruits, uh, both domestically and internationally. So I use becoming more attractive. And Sydney Parrish is kind of an example of that because um, – she was a five-star recruit in Indiana that chose to go elsewhere and then came back when she saw what Indiana has been able to do. Um, here's a quote she gave, quote, I wasn't expecting to come back home, but being here 
has just been great. It's great to be back with my friends and family. It's a lot shorter uh, travel from um, Indianapolis to Bloomington than it is from Indianapolis to Oregon. So I'm sure her family also appreciates having her much closer to home as well. So these are two teams that, as I said, very big expectations, very exciting seasons on deck. I can't wait to watch both of them. And today just got me more excited for the seasons to start. Now we have to wait a little more than a month after these to, uh, to for this to all kick off. But hopefully the football team gives us uh, plenty to talk about. Until then, they will play Cincinnati on Saturday. We'll give you all the last-minute information you need before that one here in just a moment. Indiana versus Cincinnati on Saturday tomorrow uh, at 3.30 p.m. is when we're having kickoff on this one at Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati. ESPN2 will have the broadcast. Hopefully it's not an ugly one, but I don't have great feelings about this. BetOnline has this one as Indiana plus 16 and a half. That's big, but it, it doesn't seem that far off. Indiana Moneyline plus 535, over under a 57. It's going to be an uphill battle for the Hoosiers because SP Plus is not any kinder. SP Plus has been nailed on this season. The Hoosiers have marginally beat them a couple times. Uh, just kind of the algorithm, most of that coming. Uh, Illinois was expected to be a, a – they predicted a draw, so they – they kind of beat it. Illinois was very slightly favored. Last week, They Western Kentucky was projected to win. They should have won. Indiana beat it. Those were very close projected uh, wins for those opponents. Cincinnati is projected to win by 22.2 points on Saturday by SP+. 90% win probability. 38-15 to 15 is the projected score. They round up. So... Cincinnati minus 15 or 16 and a half, depending on what the line is at, might be actually a little bit generous to Indiana based on how the two teams have performed so far. So um, if you're feeling lucky when it comes to the Hoosiers and hopeful, you can take the Hoosiers on that one, but it's going to take a pretty big effort for them not to be blown out on Saturday I don't like being this pessimistic about the team, but it's hard not to be Uh, just looking at the numbers, looking how the two teams have performed. Again, I I said this kind of on the big locked on big 10 today. Go give that a listen, but I don't like being pessimistic, but Indiana is going to have to do something that they haven't done uh, this season. And that's put together 60 minutes of football to win this one. They haven't even come close to doing that. So I don't think it's unfounded pessimism. I just think it's unfortunate that Indiana is in this spot. Series history, Indiana leads 5-2, and two, uh, but the two losses bookend the series currently. Indiana lost the first meeting between the two, 21-0 in 1957. They lost the meeting last season, 38-24. That's a flattering scoreline to Cincinnati because Indiana should have been honestly out of sight in the first half. And then Cincinnati really put their uh, put the their foot on the gas pedal and pedal to the floor there in that that second half. And Indiana coughed some up, ran away with it. 
or let it get run, let it, let Cincinnati run away with it. it. It was just frustrating. I'm looking at these stats and they're frustrating. Michael Penix really struggled in that game. That's when it became pretty apparent physically. He may not be able to get back to that level. At least that last season, he's, he's fine this season. Uh, DJ Matthews played well. That was his last big game uh, before injury, but just a really frustrating game because Indiana had all sorts of chances. I would love for the game to be that close, not just the final score, but how the two teams played uh, last season this year. But uh, again, nothing really indicates that. Outside of those two games, Indiana's thoroughly dominated Cincinnati, forty-two to six in two thousand, forty-eight to fourteen in ninety-eight. Uh, 28 to 3 and 94, 20 to 6 and 63, 26 to 6 and 62. So they've thoroughly dominated this series. Cincinnati might be getting some revenge on that one on Saturday. If I had to make a prediction, I think this one, I, could, I think Indiana could score and turn this into a bit of a shootout. They might need to, but I worry Cincinnati actually has a really good defense. Uh, they're good at stopping the run, and Indiana, if you turn them one-dimensional, if you turn any team one-dimensional, it's going to be a long day. I have Cincinnati 35-17 to 17 in this one. Uh, that would be above what the bet online odds are, but below the SP+. Plus, there's a little window there. I didn't do that intentionally. That just kind of feels like where the scoreline will, will be at this season or this weekend. Let me know what you guys think uh, your prediction for the game is in the comments down below. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a review or tweet at us otherwise. But thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you Monday to recap this game. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked on Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked on take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked on Big Ten your second listen to Locked on Big Ten. I was on the episode today. We talked a little bit about IU Cincinnati and then talked about the Ohio State Wisconsin game as well. So go give that a listen now uh, for your second listen. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Uh, We live tweet the game. I'll have a reaction over there. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. Most importantly though, guys, have an awesome Friday. Have a great weekend and go Hoosiers and LEO.